Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal. Live from the Hilton Santa Clara, we're breaking it down all the way to the start of the game. Now, here's Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal. All right, welcome in, Hilton Santa Clara. It's John Dickinson, pinch hitting for... Good night, Larry. Larry Kruger. You're a lot prettier. Low Neal in the house <laughs> as up, well. Brother? And, uh, yeah, sitting in for Larry, as you know, well, just full disclosure, traffic yeah. can be a nightmare really around Levi Stadium, especially for the first game and the first Sunday home game. No question. And so if you didn't leave last night, right. you might not be here yet. And Lo, I know you were out in the parking lot and, yeah. and just kind of hanging yeah. out. I think you brought the, the, the trailer, the motorhome, whatever Absolutely. it be. Absolutely. I, I stayed the night last night, like you said, so I wanted to make sure I was going to be on time. So uh stayed here at the hotel and nice, nice spot. Beautiful day today. Football's in the air. Third game of the season. JD, got to be excited. That's why the traffic is unbelievable. This team is one of the one of two teams are undefeated, still trying to fight and look like the Miami Dolphins are going to be in a slug fight with the Buffalo Bills. I'm excited. Who has it better than the Niners right now? Nobody, right? Yeah, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals today, another divisional matchup for San Francisco as this will be their second divisional game. The 49ers beating the Rams back in in week 2 a couple of weeks ago down in Southern California. The Niners, of course, Come in low 3-0. and They're looking to go to 4-0 and for the first time since 2019 when they started 8-0 and, and, of course, finished 13-3 and and wound up going on to the Super Bowl in Miami in that season. And the Cardinals come in at 1-2, and but it's been a competitive 1-2. and I think the Cardinals, similar to the Rams, you look at them on paper coming into the season, you think, what's this team going to be all about? Are they going to be a team that's even committed to winning for the first 17 but in these first three games, the Cardinals have been highly competitive, including the wire-to-wire, led-from-the-jump victory over the Dallas Cowboys no question. last week. And we thought the next week's game was going to be the Niners at 4-0 and Dallas at 4-0. Well, Arizona said, no, nah, we got something to say about that. And, and they look like a much more formidable opponent for the 49ers than you would have originally thought. Oh, no question, J.D. You hit the nail right on the head. When you think about the Arizona Cardinals and what they've been able to do, let's be real and, and just tell it like it is. This team very well should be 2 and one When you think about the deficit that the Giants had to come from behind to beat Arizona, Arizona should have never let that game get away from them. So you could be looking at a team 
that is two and one in playing the Niners, and you watch Arizona, and just like you just alluded to, the way they beat up on the Dallas Cowboys and got after it when the game when Dallas started to make that comeback, they showed that they could respond. And I'm just kind of surprised just looking at this Arizona team with a quarterback that people thought there was just going to be a backup, a guy that's just going to hold it, be a stopgap guy until Calamari gets back. I like to call him Calamari, Calamari when until he gets back, but just seeing what they're able to do without him and looking at how this offense and this team has still rallied around the quarterback, you know, around Dobbs and seeing the way that everyone, you know, uh, you know, revolves around Dobbs, really surprised the way that they're competing and they're competing at a high level. Yeah, blown leads, the, the order of the first three weeks for Arizona, at least week one and week two, back and forth game for them in week one at Washington. They had a 16-10 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter. Right. Commanders ended up scoring the final 10 in that one. And then, of course, they had the massive lead in their home opener against the Giants before the Giants came here. And, yeah, the Giants outscoring the Cardinals 31-8 right. in crazy. the second half of that one, including 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter. It looked like maybe Dallas yeah. was going to get it going right. again against them in week three. But, no, they had answers for the Cowboys in that game. And I think it was – What has been when you look at it? When you, when you think about Arizona, because, you, like you said, a team that outside before the season – Running said, running the football and a, and a, and a friskier defense, I, I think, for the most part. A defense that, that, that seemingly is, is flying around and, and trying to make plays. But I think they're – ability to run the football is going to be a, a, a really the first I think maybe most legitimate test for the Niners defensively as far as being able to stop the run when you look at the it, it's so funny you, you look at the, the first you look everybody does this well I, sure. I do this you look at on paper right oh Pittsburgh's going to be this like I, I said it before this I thought Pittsburgh that might be the toughest game on the whole schedule going to Pittsburgh week one 49ers boat race him took the crowd out of the I mean I mean Warner hits Najee Harris and they go down right. and score right away and and it was it was like night night like it right was. right from the jump and, and then you think a team like the Rams is basically tanking for Caleb right, Williams right. doesn't happen. You think you know, the Giants were a team that was in the playoffs last year. 49ers, for the most part, handled them. They've got you know not enough firepower. And then you got Arizona, who you're thinking is in that Rams category. Right, right. But they've been, with with the new head coach, they've been... They've been frisky. They've been they've been fighting. I think it's a it's a culture shift really uh, in play when you look at at them moving off of Cliff Kingsbury sure, and sure. moving to where they are now. From a 49ers standpoint, though, Lo, I do want to just kind of let everybody know. It looks like they will have Debo Samuel today. Uh, it looks like no Elijah Mitchell, no Jawan Jennings, and also Brandon Ayuk uh, as well. It looks like he he'll be back and in the fold for for the 49ers in in, in this one. So the Niners, you know, losing one, gaining one, yeah, gaining one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Debo didn't practice much this week, right. but but he's obviously in in the fold. And so you know, divisional games are weird, but the forty, you know, th- th- this is still a no excuses game. Uh, no attitudes aside from the Cardinals and and little tests that that they can you know put out there for San Francisco. Th- this is a game. This is a box that needs to be checked. Home game in the division against a, an inferior opponent. Yeah, and last night you know you're watching Canelo and you know Canelo Alvarez, the great fighter, and you see you know this fighter just go out there and say hey, people thought that this was going to be a good fight, and he just jumped on him and didn't give him a chance. And that's what you saw Dallas last week. 
when they played against Arizona, they let them have a chance. They let them stay around, J.D. They said, hey, you know, the turtle and the hares. They said, okay, we, we're good enough to win. You look at Dallas's defense, what they've been the last several weeks. We thought best defense in football. Let, let's be real and call it like it is. In two weeks, if you take away that game, you look at the Dallas Cowboys defense and what they brought to the table and how they were just motorboating people. You said this Dallas defense, to me, right now, may be a, a, a formidable defense like the Niners and may be better. And then you watch Arizona. And that, to me, is, is strictly, if I'm looking at this outside looking in, to me, I think that's a coaching. I think that McCarthy allowed this team to say, you know, we're getting ready to play an Arizona team that don't know how to win. They've had two games where they, were behind, they, they were, had a lead and they found a way to lose it. Good teams find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. And so you saw a Dallas Cowboy team go in there and think, okay, this is a team that's going to find a way to lose. The team's going to quit. And they didn't. So I think that that Dallas Cowboys game is not who they really are. I know that you say you are who you are, but I just think that you came in flat. And that's what I love about Cal Shanahan. A Cal Shanahan football team, they go out and you watch. Since he's been here, look, this team is going to go out and they're going to fight and they're going to play. And that's what I—that's what you want to see today. And if Cal Shanahan and these guys, and you hear Cal Hushchek and all the messages that it's always been, it's next game. It's not just that. We know the end of the goal, they want to win a Super Bowl. And they have, they, they have their sight on that. And they're going in each week, and it's game by game. And that's what I like about this 49er team, and that's why I don't see any letdowns. Yeah, they, they said they wanted to get off to a good start. They've got the extra time from playing the Thursday night game and the home opener against the Giants. I think they can look twofold at the game that Arizona just played at home against Dallas last week and say, look, no, no looking ahead, no, no trap game, right? Because right. you know what the Cardinals are right. capable of because right. they just did it to the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Right. That's a team, obviously, you're scouting to look ahead at, so the, the, the tape lines up in a number of different ways, and you go, wow, they, they, they dominated the game, they to, did. to be honest. They and did. then the Cowboys got back in it, and Arizona had some answers. In, in some of the key moments. So to me, there, there's really, when you look at the way this thing stacks up, there, there's no excuse with the extra rest and time to prepare, with the Cowboys game sure. coming up that sure. you just saw what Arizona did to them. As, as far as a, a letdown, a trap game, all of those things, right. it shouldn't be on the table for me coming into this one for the 49ers. All right, it's John Dickinson sitting in for Larry Kruger. Larry is on his way. Larry. And, and we'll be here Get over here, Larry. Larry. Uh, and, and Larry will be taking over for me with Lowe. It is the kickoff show. We are at the Hilton Santa Clara. Yes. want to let everybody know that. As stop by, say hi. The, the tailgate is, is ongoing out here uh, in, in the parking lot and out front. The food trucks are out. 49er fans are coming in and a Enjoying some beverages. Absolutely. Lo, looks like you're about to get the cigar going Absol- you know, for, it's just, for the folks for, uh, exactly. watching on YouTube. I want them to understand. Sit back, get your popcorn, get your little cigar, you know, and just say, it's football, football's in the air. And this is the weather. How about this weather, J.D.? How about fall? Is this one of the best times of the Beautiful. year? You love it, it. It's the best time of the year yes. in the Bay. Yes. It, it's yes. the best time of the year in the Bay. And, yeah, October 1st. Right. So, uh, October, right. the weather's starting to turn a little bit, but it is still some of the, the, the most perfect weather time of year no in the bay is is definitely late september and and as you get into to october and the 49ers with with some big time expectations it really feels i, I was thinking about this driving in this morning i i, I left real early i left about 4 a.m i was gonna say jd we thought we stayed out last night <laughs> uh it might as well have been right, last right, night as right. early because sure. i get excited sure but i was thinking about this driving in Niners had the home the home opener was Thursday night football. Right, like, loved it. it we're, it's October. 
it's Sunday, you're driving to the game. Like, this really feels in a lot of ways like the, the real first home yeah. opener. Yes. Because it, 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 really it's is. Sunday afternoon, it's got that perfect Bay Area October weather. It's a divisional opponent. The expectations are high. 49ers fans are fired up. Right. And it just, I don't know, there's just a, there is a little extra juice, I think, with the calendar flip and, and, and all of those things. Oh, no, it, it is. You look at the clouds, no hardly any clouds in the sky, but it's that, that crisp red weather that you're like, okay, you breathe it in, you're like, man, it's just refreshing. You look at this and you're like, man, this is what football's all about. You watch the Arizona crowd come in, the fans, you watch the Niners fans, you just watch them all come together, and it's about their team. For 60 minutes, it's about your team, and it's great because talking to some Arizona fans this morning, like, hey, we got a chance. They're talking about, hey, look, who's Kyler Murray? They're talking about, hey, we got a team that's fighting. We got a team that, hey, we should be undefeated. They they look at this Arizona right now. They're looking at this saying, very well, we could be three and zero. This is a we could be an undefeated team. And a lot of people said they say that this team has exceeded expectations. So when you look at Arizona, what they're doing in just the, the day, it's going to be a big game. And I think the Niners understand that. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited just about the state of the NFL. The teams that you thought that were just going to be dominant, sometimes they don't come out as well as you think. I mean, I thought the Chargers would be, a, a, you know, undefeated. You look at, you know, you talk about the, the Niners. We know the Niners are going to be a pretty good team. Philadelphia, another team that you look at that's played well, that you know that looks like it could be a, a formidable matchup, that may still be the favorite for the Super Bowl. How have you seen them? Because I, I know we're gonna, you know, we can talk X's and O's about Arizona. That's going to be the matchup. But when you look at in the first three weeks, what do you like about Philadelphia? What gives you say, hey man, this could be a th- this team? I see why the Niners and them looks like a collision course. What are some of the tangibles? Because you like football, J.D. What do you see about Philadelphia that says, man, this is a good team in the NFC? Their defense seems a little bit more vulnerable than, than it was last year. I think their offense was a little bit out of sync. I mean, but, but yet they come in 3-0. and it, It's interesting. I'm just looking at some of the scores right. from the, the morning right. games, and, and the commanders have, have jumped out to a 14-7 to lead on them. Uh, in Philadelphia, if you remember, the, the commanders – beat them last year they right. were one of the few teams and beat them in philly so that that's one of those weird rivals matchup yeah. things divisional game maybe you know yeah. it, it one of those things you don't think you look on paper like oh, the eagles they're gonna they're gonna cruise but the commanders are driving on philly uh so with a 14 to 7 lead already and looking to get some more points late wow. in, in quarter number two again that's it that's a game that gave philly problems last year uh when when philly was in cruise control but they just look I don't want to say you know getting a, the, the Super Bowl hangover or anything because they are three and zero, but mm-hmm. they just haven't quite looked as crisp as dominant. They just seem a little more vulnerable to me, and I think the Forty ers to this point have have really been for the most part on all cylinders. I, I think you know defensively, I think there are strides that they can make to get better. But as far as you know, Brock Purdy, I think there's little things he could you know, hit some of those wide open deep balls that are, that are open for him. I think there's things he could do better, but uh, I, I feel like the 49ers are in a, in a, in a better place with a level to get to maybe more than, than we've seen from Philadelphia in, in three. No, games. no, 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 no question. That's why we're just, we're just going around and, and just, you know, looking at 
just the state of the NFL. And maybe the loss of Jonathan Gannon, who came over to right. he- be the head coach of Arizona, who we're going to see today uh, on that defensive right. side for Philadelphia, why they're not quite you know, losing Hargrave, although yeah. although the rookie has been tremendous yes. on the interior. He's been a, he's been a boy dog. He's yeah. wrecking the job. Probably would have been a first pick or first top five picks, if, unfortunately, with the yeah. incident that happened. But he's shown what type of talent he is, and, and he can be. What a force. When you think about the Niners, and this team has been predicated, we know, J.D., in the last five years, people talk about defense. You talk about, did Jimmy get him to the Super Bowl, or was it the defense? So it just seems different. When you think about the teams that were led by Jimmy, and compared to now, do you think now is this team led by offense or defense? How is this team, when you think about the Niners now, think about the dynamics the last several years. Everyone talked about, you know, Jimmy. Is it his team? Is he leading? Or is it the defense? How do you compare and contrast just the state of the Niners right now? It does feel like Brock Purdy's a bigger part of the action. I, I will say that. <laughs> Me too, yeah. It does feel like he is a, a more trusted part of the action at this point. And they are able, because of him, not necessarily plays that he makes specifically, although I do think it's part of it, but the plays that he's able to make, I think allows for Kyle Shanahan to get in his bag a little bit more. And, and it allows for more explosive plays in the running game. It just it just keeps everything on schedule to where some of the plays that are dialed up mm-hmm. are are able to be hit more more frequently. So I think everything just runs smoother off. I, I, when I think no, of the, I, when I think too, of the though, Niners, it's, though, though, it's, cra- it's yeah, crazy. You're jump in on that, that real quick because no, I, I think you're right. I look at this team now. I think that it's an offensive. T- I think offense have shown consistency. I think the offense, like you said, because Brock Purdy gets the ball out of his hand and he understands Cal Shanahan what's he want, he doesn't make it about the quarterback position. He doesn't say, I'm going to hold the ball to try to take these deep shots all the time. Brock says, I'm going to get the ball out. I'm going to be efficient. I know where the ball should go. I'm, I'm, I, I know what I should do with the ball. And that's why their offense, to me, seems like it's way more efficient than it has been with than, than Jimmy. And it's going to be interesting. Because now when you look at where the Raiders at. And fewer mistakes. And f- that's the part. Fewer mistakes, less turnover, and, and just the more consistency of the, keeping the offense moving. So I do agree with you there. And I think the defense and offense, they can continue to make strides. But I think ultimately Christian McCaffrey, what he's brought to this offense too. With, Ma- with me. Yeah, McCaffrey's next level, the whole thing. I, I think it it's really has been twofold. It's been McCaffrey. It's been Purdy's ability to just keep everything flowing and moving and the off-schedule plays that Purdy's been able to make when things break down or maybe when the right call isn't made, he's still able to make big plays. It just feels like the 49ers are closer offensively to maximizing all of their talent at, at this point. It's funny as we, we bring in Larry Kruger here momentarily as Larry has arrived at the Hilton Santa Clara. Larry's in the house. Uh, Larry, yeah, we'll get we'll get Larry set up here in just a second, and the uh, three of us can chop it up here for another ten minutes. I'll hand everything off to Larry. You guys can roll here for the next couple of hours. But it's funny. When I think of the Niners, I, I still think of defensive line. I, I still think and all of those things we were talking about, I still think Bose is their best player, and I still think – defensive line dominance as the the tone setter for everything that the 49ers are about even if it isn't quite as dominant although tell that to Javon Hargrave these first couple of weeks That's tell that would... to Bosa as he keeps rolling these last couple of weeks it... I think I think it's evolving into maybe every bit the defensive line that we've seen when the Niners have had the, their best defensive lines these last few years. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think with the additions of Hargrave or the Grave Digger, I'm going to put it this way. If they are to win a Super Bowl, they couldn't win it without him. 
If they are to win a Super Bowl, they couldn't win it out without Bosa. But I think what he brings to the table, his quick hand movement, the punch, and how he gets underneath guys, the quickest, and how he pushes the new line of scrimmage, I like what he brings to the table in that defensive line. I think that this guy was an unbelievable free agent pickup, and I'm telling you, he's worth the whatever they paid him because this guy is very disruptive in the middle. And he's a space eater, but he can beat you off the ball, and he can beat you off the snap, and he knows how to create a new line of scrimmage, and he can beat you with his hands, and he plays low. I love this addition to this team. All right, John Dickinson here with Lorenzo Neal. Larry Kruger joins us. Hello. Uh, wow. Welcome. Good to be here. Welcome into your show, Larry. <laughs> Good to be here. Oh, my goodness. Man, uh, I'm excited for today. Uh, for all you people listening to 95.7 on Great American Parkway, Good luck to all of you. Right, right. <laughs> May the force be with you. Exactly. Um, but guys, what a this is going to be a fun fun day today. It really kind of feels like the home opener, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, we're talking about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Sunday. It's fall. It, yeah, people are filing in. No, no question. I love Niners Sundays, and you know, there's so many jerseys out, and the weather's great, and. This one, I mean, you know, the beginning, not every football game, but a lot of football games, and this one in particular, it's all about run the ball, stop the run. And if today's game, guys, I mean, I've looked at this game every way imaginable, and it's really, really comes down to Arizona Cardinals are have been a great first-half football team. And they are running the heck out of the football. They're second in the NFL in yards per carry. And James, they're running it with James Conner. They're running it with Dobbs. Mm-hmm. They're running it with Ron Dale. They're running it. And they're running it really, really well. And they're having great first halves. Um, and it just, to me, this game could be really tight if Arizona runs it successfully. The one thing we don't really know about the Niner run D, even though we're in week four, is we don't know exactly how good the Niner run D really is they struggled in the in the um, in the preseason stopping the run, but they've been pretty good against the run through three weeks. But you get the feeling today, guys, that this is going to be the ultimate test. Can they stop James Conner? Can they stop you know the new offensive coordinator of the uh, Cardinals? I right. think the guy's name right. is Petzing. Um, he you know they run the ball and they give you a lot of pre snap backfield action to kind of confuse you and they're running it with multiple multiple guys and if the Niners can stop the run and get a lead I think this could be a this could be a very one-sided game where the Niners win by three touchdowns but if the Cardinals get the first half the way they have in the first three weeks of the season um, this can be a really this can be a head knocker going into the fourth quarter. It really can. And, and JD, you know, you know, listening to what Larry's saying and thinking about what I've seen thus far from the Niners, I looked at Week One and you talk about Pittsburgh and you, know, you and I was like, man, this is going to be a tough game, maybe the toughest game of the season. When you think about the Steelers and what they've been able to do over the years in playing in that at that you know at that stadium and what the home crowd means to the Steelers, and watching Pinkett, quarterback, he fell, he fell miserably. I mean, you had a second-year player in Pinkett that was drafted very high, third, whatever round he was, and then you think about, you know, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy outshined him, outplayed him, and you saw that. But then you looked at week two, and you said, okay, how's the Niners going to handle a Rams team that eh, maybe could be on the downside, but, you know, they're playing for, you know, the number one pick. But you watch the Rams. When they played against a quarterback that is a Pro Bowl type of quarterback and an upper echelon, not saying a top ten quarterback anymore, but Stafford, an upper echelon quarterback, what did he do? 
that game wasn't over. So people think, oh, what well, they played good against. Let me tell you, the Rams were in that game. That turnover, the biggest thing that yeah. won that game, you know, Larry and, and JD. I think it was the turnover battles. If the Niners don't get those turnovers, how's that Ram game to you? Well, the Rams, I thought, were playing the perfect game up until the point where the ball bounced off the running back's hands and the Niners picked it. And But that also goes to show, I think, to give credit to the Niners, how good they sure. are to where you almost have to play a perfect game to beat them right now, especially if you're a, a middling-type team. And the Rams, you know, they're up 20 nothing on Indy right now, so they're looking like a team that's going to be 2-2. Two and two. Uh, and, and a, a solid two and two, I think they didn't play great in, in Cincinnati. But I, I, I think when you look at, at you know, the, the Niners, have been, I think the Cardinals are a lot like the Rams in the sense that you know we all thought they were going to be tanking for for Caleb Williams, and and they've they've been able to figure out ways to to remain competitive. And it just goes to show how we think of an NFL schedule one way, Larry, going into a season, and immediately it flips. Right? Sure. Immediately it's like, well, Pittsburgh's not as good as we thought. The Rams and Cardinals are better. Dallas, we think, is strolling in here 4-0. Cardinals hand it to them, and and now we're looking at the Niners having to avoid a potential trap game, although how could it be a trap game, Larry, if you look at what the Cardinals just did to Dallas if you're San Francisco? Well, and you know, it's funny. There's the perception in reality, right? The perception was that the Rams are bad and the Cardinals are bad. Right. right. But in reality, after watching the Rams, Stafford is real. Yep. We all we, we knew that, but Puka Nakua is real. Smart guy. Kyron Williams, the Notre Dame running back, is real. Tutu Atwell, the speedster from Louisville, is real. So they had some real weapons, and I'm sure those guys have probably been a part of that twenty to nothing um, shellacking right now against uh, against the Colts in Indy. But then you f- f- fast forward to the Cardinals. You know, new regime here, right? Gannon's a defensive guy. I think if there's anything that's been impressive about the Cardinals, it's that they didn't even have Dobbs right. until camp. Right. And Dobbs is playing really, really well. Um, but defensively, I look at that Cardinal defensive front seven, and I'm going, how are they doing this? How is Jonathan Gannon dialing up pass rush with Gardeck? And these guys, right. I mean, just guys, a bunch yeah, of guys. Yeah, just a bunch of guys. I don't see anybody. I was looking at their depth chart. I don't see anything on their defense. You got to get Kazir White blocked. And Catrell Clark, the rookie corner from uh, from Louisville, is real. And he's had a real nice start. But their front, their, it's a 3-4 defense. Uh, Victor D- uh, Dimakeji and, and um, uh, Dennis Gardeck and Xavier <laughs> Collins, I mean, this is what they're operating with off the edge, and they're getting pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, and the Cardinal offensive line on the other side with this new offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, the, I thought the offensive line was horrible. On paper, Elijah Wilkinson, who's he? Right. Um, that whole right side of the line is very questionable. But um, they drafted Paris Johnson. He's been pretty good. We'll yeah. see what he does against Bosa. I, I guess if there's one thing that's really shocking is the Cardinals, to me, look really subpar on the line of scrimmage. And at least through three weeks, hasn't been the case. Yeah, and I think to, to that point that you're making, you know, Larry, I think Arizona should be undefeated. When you, me, and, me and J.D. was talking about it earlier, they've had leads and they've found a way to lose these games. But it's interesting when you bring in a coach and you bring in a coach that can give life and be able to speak into those men and make guys play above their level, or just play mistake-free football and believe in what they're doing, believe in the system. You look at what Dion did, you know, for Colorado. The first three games, you played against teams that 
you could beat are teams that were equal to you in talent. Now, you knew the last two games are going to be tough, but you saw how those how people react when you have a belief system. And that's what that's what's happening in, there in Arizona. The belief in the players and the coach has spoke life. And that's why this team, to me, is playing with energy, a sense of urgency, and they've been just a buzzsaw. John Dickinson, I'm going to get out of the way, hand it off here to, to Larry Kruger, along with Lorenzo Neal. We are at the Hilton Santa Clara, 49ers and the Cardinals coming up. Niners looking to go 4-0 for the first time since 2019. Of course, that was the year they, they went to the Super Bowl. Guys, have a great show. This is the first of five straight football Sundays for the Niners, all in October. Should be uh, a lot of fun and uh, always fun getting an opportunity to, to chop it up with you guys as well. So we'll, uh, we'll have a chance to do that uh, again here over these next few weeks. So I'm looking forward to it. But, Larry, I'll hand it to you. We'll pause here. We'll come back. And the guys will have uh, the rest of the kickoff show taking you up to the 49ers and the Cardinals. You're the best, Diddy. 95-7 the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal, live from the Hilton Santa Clara on 95.7 The Game. And we continue down here in Santa Clara, Larry Kruger and Lo Neal, getting you ready for 49er football. Uh, the Cardinals and the 49ers, and we're here at the Santa Clara Hilton. Um, and, and, you know, Lo... To me, the big question in this game is is on the 49ers' defensive side of the ball. Um, the 49ers defensively, can they stop James Conner? Can they stop the Cardinals' uh, run game? Um, that, to me, is the big question. The Cardinals have started super fast in all three of their games. Uh, they've scored points on 11 of 15 first-half drives, and they've outscored their opponents 54 to 20, plus 34 in the first half. To me, that's why the Cardinals have looked as good as they've looked. Is oh, there we go? We turned up a little bit. There we go. Um, oh, there we go. 
Uh, I was saying the reason that I think the the uh, the Cardinals have the look so good in the first three weeks of the year, even though they're one and two. You you mentioned it; they could be three and out. Uh, but the reason they've looked so good is they've gotten the games on their terms. They have, and if they can run the ball, all of a sudden everything stems from there. And last week against Dallas, they ran it so well: two hundred and twenty-two yards, over seven yards a carry for James Conner. And if that happens again today, this is going to be a really, really tough football game to win. It will. And, and you look at James Conner and the way that he's running. He's downhill. He's physical. And this is a guy that they're going to have to tackle. And I think all week long, I know the 49ers had a little couple extra days rest, which is great. So you got to give them the advantage. But I guarantee the message has been from, you know, from Cal Shanahan, the defensive coordinator to D.C. It's been like, guys, we got to wrap up. Guys, we got to tackle. Because James Conner, he runs downhill. He's one cutting downhill. Not explo- not fast, but he's physical. Not nothing, but he's powerful. He's not really, really, really nifty, but he's going to run through you. He's going to give a shoulder and take a shoulder. So that's what Arizona's going to do is say, let's stay ahead of the sticks. Let's win on first and second down, and let's make sure on third down we can run our pass. That's going to be their game plan, and that's kind of what, if you look at a a team like the Rams, that's what the Rams did to the Niners, Larry, to keep themselves in the game. They said, look, let's win on first and second down. We got a receiver that's just like Cooper Cup, you know, that's going to be able to find his way open, and and that's why you saw that relationship between him and the quarterback starts to flourish because they understand where to beat the zone. They understand where the pressure's coming, and that's just a timing. Can Arizona do that consistently with run? The Niners used to be that type of offense where it was predicated on the run game. When you had Breida to cheat and the other guys, it was about run the ball, run the ball, throw it with Jimmy when you had to, and play great defense. That's how they But now, I just don't know if you can do that anymore in the league and stay consistent just running the ball and hope that your defense, because I don't think Arizona has that type of defense that allowed the Niners to have so much success over the years with that type of philosophy. Let's talk about Connor for a second. If I made you uh, Steve Wilkes, you're now the 49er defensive coordinator. What are you saying to your guys this week at practice about Connor? How do you go about tackling the big boy? Because we're talking about a back that's quite a bit bigger than your average back. Is what's the what's the plan? I mean, you know, when you're going up against a big, you already kind of yeah. perfectly crystallized it. Yeah. He's big, but he's a little faster than you think, and right. he's a little niftier than you think. And he's not a plow horse. He's got a little. He's got a little pick and little slide. Little, yeah, uh, there's some wiggle there. What would you say to the Niner defensive players if you're Steve Wilkes about how to bring this guy to the ground? Yeah, shout out Steve Wilkes. Saw him last night at Fleming's earlier in the evening grabbing some dinner. And just Did you? To, I yeah, love Steve Wilkes. He's such a great man. I've been knowing this guy for years, you know, you know, acquaintance, and just, uh, just seeing what he's been able to do over the years. I mean, just a great coach. Understands football. What was he ordering, by the way? Was it country, country ribeye? I mean, what, you, <laughs> what were you ordering? I, I, you know, I just got the I got the I got the petite fillet. You know, I'm oh, you know, Larry, you. I'm trying, Larry, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to you. you know I'm leaning out. You know, I've dropped about thirty. So I said, you know, and Wilkes, Coach Wilkes, he looks good. I said, Coach, you look good still. He said, he t- both of us t- tooted each other's horn. He said, I look good too. You know, you play play yeah, yeah, top yeah. And back and forth. But uh, no, I wasn't bothering. He just went over and said hello and said he's doing a great job and it's been great to see how our defense has not slid or has not taking a step back and Wooks is going to continue to do that he Wooks is like the defensive coordinator just says I don't need to come after you all the time I'm going to win with the I'm going to win with the seven I'm going to have the seven in the box and our front seven and with the linebackers we can shut down the run I want to make sure that I don't compromise integrity of the secondary and this this his his message to this team is we got to tackle 
We got to tackle and we got to put a body on him. We got to put a body on him. We can't, we can't compromise our t- secondary and bring the safety down, start playing with eight, nine guys in the box because then on the back end, we put a lot of pressure on the corners. So I look for this team to say, first, let's try to win with front seven. And that's what this team has been able to do is win with the four down and win with the three linebackers. And that's what makes this Niner teams great and makes them unique because now you can roll the safety and double whoever you want to double at times because of the front and because they're able to get after guys. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, guys, if we can win with just our seven in the box and we, and we can control Connor, we control the game because now you don't have to go ahead and do other things for your secondary. You know, the Niners went up against a big back in week one, Najee Harris. Yeah. And what happened was Kinlaw and Hargrave and Armstead in the middle absorbed blockers, yes. kept those back, kept those old linemen from climbing to that second level, kept them off of the legs of Warner and Greenlaw, and Greenlaw literally punched them in the mouth. And they took away Najee, and then the Niners got up big, and the Steelers' run game kind of pretty much disappeared from there. I agree. But you blocked in the NFL. Uh, by the way, you know, I've said this every year, and I'm going to say it again. Someday you belong in the hall. Thank but, you. But, uh, you know, and I'll tell I'm going to, if you don't like that message, you may not want to listen to this pregame show because I'm going to be saying that every week. But, Thank no, you. it really is true. You blocked, though, for some premier big backs. So you've seen lots of defenses try to, just try to stop a big running back. What is the key to stopping a big back? Well, you got to hit him. And not just that. You hit gotta, him high, hit him low. you got to hit him low, but one's got to wrap up. The biggest thing, when you're playing a big back, you want to wrap him up and then wait for the cavalry. So you're going to tell guys, hold on to it. If you're a corner, gang tackle. Gang tackle. And that's what you do because now he's trying to pull. Now you're hitting body shots. And it's like a fight. You watched Canelo last night. I love watching him just go to the body and have a guy that people thought was going to win that fight. But because Canelo beat him up in the body early, it took him out later on. And that's what you do to a big back. You hold him up and wrap him up, and that's the message, and let other guys hit him. Because then in that fourth quarter, now when guys hold him up, he's going to try to get down because you've been getting hit, hit by a bunch of bees. And that's what the Niners do. They swarm tackle well. And when you're playing a big back, you saw it last. You saw it in, in week one. The Niners, like you alluded to, the defensive line did not get enough credit because you want, as an offensive line, center and guard, you want to scoop up to the Mike linebacker. As a tight end and, and tackle, you want to tray up to the sandbacker. So you want to tray up so it's two guys on one, and then they tray up to the next backer. And now you make the linebacker try to run that hill. You saw Fred Warner hitting Najee Harris in the backfield. Why? Because Graves, Hardgrave did such a great job of holding the center and the guard. And now Freddie Warner got the run downhill. And you saw him unclean, unscathed, untouched. And he got to meet the back in the hole. And he got to meet him running full speed. I like Fred Warner's chance against anybody. If you let him run downhill and he's not catching a fullback or he's not trying to shade off an offensive guard, I don't like his chances then, especially against big backs but if you let a, a night a linebacker that can play run downhill at the point of attack and make contact at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield more than likely nine times out of ten good backers win that battle and that's what the Niners are going to do today Arizona and this is the, there was a couple of really interesting pieces of information this week Arizona's quarterbacks have attempted 82 passes in the first three weeks of the season that's the fewest of any starting quarterback in pro football um, the the wow stat is, you know, the Cardinals have been run heavy. We've been talking right. about that. 47% run so far. That's fourth best in the NFL. 
Um, and but the, to me, the, the when I'm looking through all those numbers, trying to get a sense for the profile of this football team, this Arizona team, Arizona's run and play action on 36 percent of Dobbs's dropbacks. That is the highest percentage in the entire league. But what really jumped out is his QBR with the run and or with play action and without it with play action. Dobbs' QBR is 84. Without it, it's 34. Wow. He is he That's absolutely dramatic. has to have the complimentary, complimentary run game. And the thing that's so interesting with the Niners, their run D has not been tested Hasn't. in the first month of this year. Opponents have just run the ball 43 times. That is the fewest run attempts against any team in the league all year. Oh. So today I would imagine... You know, if the Niners can somehow jump on top of the scoreboard early and take away the run, man, this could be a very one-sided game. But Arizona wants it the other way. They want to, they want to, they want to, you know, get on the board early, get a lead early, and have that play action, you know, for Dobbs all four quarters. And if it happens, then Dobbs suddenly looks kind of dangerous, right? Because he he himself is mobile. Absolutely. And what does teams do with the Niners? You think about what the Niners do offensively. Purdy does a magnificent job of saying, I'm going to run Cal Shanahan's offense. And how's that look? That's getting the ball out of his hands quick. That's not letting defense put any pressure on him because the ball's coming out. That's now the corners. they got to jump everything and start squatting. And down safeties have to start coming up. And then, boom, bombs away. We take some shots over the field. This is what same thing that Arizona is going to try to do. They're going to try to run the ball and say, okay, safety's getting nosy. Now you got to put your head in the box. We've got to set down the run. And if Arizona can have those, have those success running the ball, like you said, and now the, now the quarterback, Dobbs, can turn his back to the defense and get play action and go downfield because they are having success running, it can be a long day. And it can turn into a dogfight. That's why it's imperative Arizona has has to come out and say, we have to establish some type of running game. We cannot go out here and say we're going to play street ball and we're going to sit here and just throw the ball over the yard because Dobbs is that not that type of quarterback, no. and they know that, and the Niners know that. And now I think the one thing we got to talk about is what the crowd noise is going to mean to the Niners. That is going to be huge for the Niners, a huge, because you're playing a team that wants to run the ball, but if you can get this team now to jump off sides on first down, now it's first and 15, you take away the run. So it's going to be paramount that the Niners play discipline and don't let them get in those third downs where they can go play action. Don't let them win on first and second down so they can go play action for Dobbs can have some take some shots down the field because like you said, when you bring those safeties and everyone starts bringing up, now play action can really hurt this team. So it's going to be interesting because they are going to be battle tested for the first time this year with a team that may run the ball 30 times and the Niners haven't even been ran against only 43. So you're going to see over 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 30 times probably they some type of run. Yeah. I, to me, there's two narratives that we're going to hear in the postgame. We're going to hear, hey, this Niner, D's got, this Niner run D's got issues. Or, man, the Niners look monster because they stopped the run and they blew out the Cardinals and bring on Dallas. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those narratives. But I'll tell you, the thing that was interesting watching the Dallas-Arizona All-22, and a lot of people criticized Dallas, and Dallas was a little sloppy last week. They had a number of untimely penalties. That really hurt them. But when I really looked again at that film, it's this new offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, uh, for the Cardinals. The Cardinals' offense made Dallas's defense low tentative. 
They were just tentative. And the reason they were tentative is because there was a lot of misdirection. There was a lot of Rondale Moore on motions. And, you know, the combination, you say, well, how does, you know, I mean, uh, Connor's not the most elusive back. How are they having such success? They're having such such success because they're giving you a lot of pre-snap eye candy. And here's the threat of Rondale. And Rondale is a four-two-nine burner, and he's strong. He and is. He's compact played, and strong. My son played him with Purdue. Ball, you know, ball, ball That's right. Up, Your son was a D tackle yeah, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Bowler up, hammer down. And watching Rondale, the dude squats five, six hundred pounds. He's explosive. He's like a. He can play slot. He can play running back. He can run. You get him out there. He's hard to tackle. He's got a lot of moves in space. And so what they do, believe it or not, it's a lot. It reminds me a lot of what the 49ers. Not saying it's the same offense, but they make you play every blade of grass. And that's what happened to Dallas. Dallas is a team that wants to run and get after you because they're fast. They can move. They can hit you. You know what they they are. But what Arizona did is they made them play every blade of glass, and guys had to stay home, and you saw some huge creases, and that's what the Niners do well. So you're gonna, this Arizona team is going to make Dallas say, uh, make the 49ers say, we're going to make everybody play every blade of grass. We're going to see how sound they are. Can they play sound fundamental football and not make these mistakes? We're going to test them out. So I want to see how the Niners respond in this against this Arizona team that's going to say, we're going to get you with some misdirection. We're going to use some of your same tactics that you're doing. We're going to make Nicky Bosa stay at home. We're going to see if Hargrave's going to stay here in this technique and how we're going to do it. How we're going to make the front side become the back side. What are we going to do with misdirection? Is Fred Warner, can we get guys out of, out of sync and make them just pause for one, thousand, for one second and that's all it takes and that's when a linebacker, that's when the tight end is right behind the linebacker because he paused and stopped his feet for one second now you got a guy you can slip him right behind so it's going to be interesting how the Niners handle this offense because they want them to cover every blade of grass last yeah I, and and you know you think of offensive football it's about creating space defensive football it's about closing it down yep. it's a big day today for Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw do they read the do they, you know, can they read what's going on in the backfield? You've played fullback, so you've seen defenses that are confused by pre-snap, sure. pre-snap backfield motions and action. Um, and as you just said, you don't need a ton of space. No, you just need a little wrinkle, a little, a little, uh, you know, just a little. Uh, indecision, a little yes. hesitation. That's, That's it. all it takes. And then you got the quarterback. What? Why does it complicate things when the quarterback has mobility? Because Dobbs, Dobbs is not just completing a high percentage of his passes and making good decisions. He's yet to turn it over. Yeah, but he's also a threat to get to the edge himself. No question. And that's what the Niners have struggled. You know that in the last several years with mobile quarterbacks because of the fact they want to run and get downhill. And now you, you get any type of counter boot where the quarterback fakes the run and he's booting to the outside. And now you've got some outside contain. And if you don't have that contain, now the quarterback becomes a double threat. He can run or pass. And that's what makes mobile quarterbacks for the Niners gives them fits. So now you have your Nicky Bosa. You can't just come penetrating, come straight down the line to try to tackle, you know, the running back on a, on a, on a sweet play or on a, on a play where it's a stretch play. Because if you come straight down the line, if you're a defensive end and you crash down and Dobbs knows that you're there and he pulls the ball, now he can bootleg and now he has green grass in front of him and now he can wait for the receivers to come across on those over routes. So it's going to be interesting to see 
see what the Niners do. Do they make the linebacker stay home to cover the back and let Bosa come down the line of scrimmage? Or sometimes they keep Bosa saying, you stay home and we're going to crash the linebackers. You're going to have to give them different looks because they are going to try to move the pocket. They are going to try to get to the outside. You would be crazy if you're the Arizona Cardinals and say, we have to try to get Dobbs outside the pocket. That is going to happen today. You know, for a Cardinal team that, you know, not a lot of people respected, they really do put an awful lot of pressure on you on on defense because you know it's it's interesting. It's like you met. You're right. It's a you know you they make you defend the width of the field. Yep. They have explosive playmakers that make you defend the vertical. So you got the big back in Connor. You got the quarterback who's mobile, and then you got these explosives that come from Rondell Moore. Uh, the rookie Michael Wilson out of Stanford had a 70-yard play last week. Um, Hollywood Brown, I think, is questionable, so I'm not sure. You know, I know he's a little dinged up. If he goes, he's a home run hitter. So I mean, they've got the vertical speed outside. They've got Ron Dale, who man, if the I'll say this too: if the 49ers are looking to add another piece to their puzzle uh, at the trade deadline, and the Cardinals do fall out of it. I would definitely call Arizona about Rondale Moore because I think Rondale put him in the slot. Yeah, I mean you put you put him. In the you slot. got Danny Gray, but Danny Gray gets hurt a lot. If you could somehow introduce a Rondale Moore to what the Niners have, kickoff return. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and just as as a as a as just a speedy guy that right. can really smart went to Purdue, uh, you know, and really is football smart. You can utilize him any different way you want. He, in some ways, to me, looks like the final piece to the puzzle for the Niners. But the other key thing is Niner defensive line against the Cardinal offensive line. This is where I think it should be a huge advantage for the Niners. Now, I love the Ohio State rookie, Paris Johnson, the right tackle. He wears number 70. But he goes up against Nick Bosa today, and Bosa is leading the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, in defensive rating. Him and slightly above Miles Garrett, who looks absolutely dominating as well. Yeah, Garrett looks bad. Niners and, and Browns will hook up later this year. But you look at that Cardinal line, I'm sh- that to me is one of the real shockers that, you know, Paris Johnson and Will Hernandez on the right side of that line doing a really nice job. Elijah Wilkinson is on his fourth team in four years. Uh, he's, the, he's the other guard. Uh, Froholt is on his third team in thir- three years. You know, we're talking about undrafted guys, guys who are just guys, you know, um, going up against... You know, Hargrave and a rejuvenated Kinlaw and Eric Armstead and Bosa and Jackson and all, and you know, maybe the NFL's best first team defensive line right there. I think that's major advantage, Niners. Bosa said this week, he's like, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm just getting back into it. You know, it's funny. He, he came off the bus, you know, after the holdout, and I saw him running around, and it's like, he almost looked a little too buffed, a little too. <laughs> You're like, you look too buff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, it's like, dude, you, you know, you, you're, you're throwing around weights left and right. I mean, he looked a little tight. You know, as a guy, Low, I mean, if you could see the guns on Low right now, Low looks like a prison guard right now. Uh, but, but a guy like, can you be, you know, as a defensive player, especially a guy like Bosa, can you be too, too big, too strong? Because it seems like now here we are, two, three weeks in. He looks a little more limber. He looks a little bit more loose. He looks a little bit more like a football player and not a weightlifter. But those yeah. first games, he looked, I mean, he's, yeah. the guy's yoked. Right. But he's, 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 he's sick. But he almost looked like he looked a little too, too, I don't, too big. I don't, think, I don't think you could be too big or too strong, but you can be too stiff. 
So I think that's what you're looking for, kind of too stiff. And I think that that just comes to being playing football. You don't want to go out there the first play and say, okay, I haven't been playing football. Yes, I've been out working out, but I haven't had guys touch me. It hasn't simulated what football really is. And the first place I'm going to go in and I'm going to do a swim move, I'm going to spin and, you know, and spin on a knee that's been reconstructed. I'm going to spin and do something that's out of character. So I think that you have to get your sea legs back. Nick Bosa's not going out there and play like he's been playing in week 12 trying things out that you just don't do so yes he's was that way because he wants to get sure-footed and i think now you're starting to see him get more comfortable he's starting to understand what he needs to do to be that football player that we are talking about and i think it was just precaution to say look i don't want to do anything crazy and that's what these coaches are telling him nick playing the get in football shape don't worry about trying to do something crazy out here right now we just need you to hold a point do what you do, and we understand what you're going to be at the end of this year. So, yes, I understand what you're saying. Well, we did a whole breakdown on the Niners' defense and the Cardinals' offense. We'll we'll flip the card and talk about the Niners' offense and Brock Purdy. I also want to get your thoughts on the contract extensions for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. But let's look around the league week four right now. Larry Centers is going to join us coming out of the break in about five minutes or so, and we'll get a little breakdown from, you know, it's funny. You're a full. You were a fullback. He was a fullback. Of Larry, but you know it's it, it, different. Totally different players, right? I right. mean, it's funny. You guys had to play the same position, but you were you know a bigger, thicker sledgehammer. Though you could do the splits. I don't know if people yes, do that at hey, Fresno State. There we go, baby. Uh, I, you know, you you, you were pretty, love, you you were pretty love, loose and limber. You love my split game. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I saw that when you came out. I'm like, look at this guy. Look at this fullback from Fresno right. doing the splits. Right, right. Can you still do the splits? Love? No. <laughs> Larry, don't get me to lie. But no, Larry, no pun intended, but Larry Centers, this is a guy, you talk about a Hall of Fame. I think he's one of those guys that could be in the Hall of Fame for what he did. He reminds me a lot of, believe it or not, Cal Huchtek. When you watch the way that Huchtek blocks, he's going to cut you. He knows how to position. Larry Sinners played so much like him. I think when you talk about Larry Sinners as a receiver, caught 100 passes in one season. Right. Larry Sinners, to me, was one of the best, if not he is the best catching fullback that the league has seen. So when you think about what he brought to the game, Here's one of those guys can't wait to talk to. Love this guy. I called him Little Larry. He could block. He was one of the best chip blockers that ever played. He would tear guys' ribs up when he would come by and just chip them when they're engaged with the tackle. I learned so much from Larry. He was a great guy, great man, and uh, can't wait to get him on the show. Yeah, and the guy had the big muscle right here, and I'm yeah. pointing to my chest. Sure. The guy had tremendous heart. heart. No question. Tremendous heart. But you're right. He he was just a, such, such a versatile weapon. Let's look at some scores from around week four in the final part of this segment. Yes. Um, I wasn't sure what we were going to get in Buffalo, Miami. Um, Buffalo's up 31-14 wow. against the Dolphins. So that, that, that also kind of makes you wonder how bad is Denver's defense. The Denver gave up 70 to these Dolphins, and the Dolphins have scored 14 now uh, in Buffalo. Now it is in Buffalo, and it's a great home field for them. Um, so much so, you know what? I think I think the biggest mistake of the offseason was when uh, the, the new Denver head coach decided he was going to rip the old Denver head coach. Sean Payton, you can't rip Hackett like that at the presser. Every team in pro football is bringing their A game against the Broncos. I love the Bears today. They're up 28-7 at Soldier against uh, against the Broncos. The Broncos are going to get, when he said that and ripped Hackett, you, he, you don't do that. He crossed a line that you don't cross, and you know what he guaranteed? He guaranteed that 
his Broncos are getting everybody's A game from every coaching staff. If they're going to spend one week, you know, everybody wants to win every week. I'm not saying they don't. But you can't handle a situation where you're getting everybody's A game. And when he said that, he guaranteed that Denver was getting everybody's A game. Today they're getting the Bears' A game, 28-7 Bears. Yeah, and I, I, I like Sean Payton and knowing personally, you know, Coach me in some Pro Bowls and uh, him and Drew Brees. Great you know, coach, but he made a mistake. Without a doubt. I, I was in, in Larry, I'm in the same church, same crew, and I saying just because I know him and like him, what he did and the way that he talked about Hackett is wrong. You do not do that. You don't talk about another man's chicken. You don't talk about another coach. You don't do that. And now you see the way that he's playing and you see the way that Denver Broncos is playing. And, and, and Sean Payton, he's caused this. And I'm going to tell you right now, the way that he's losing, it looks worse than what Hackett was when you look at this team, it hadn't shown you much improvement. And now because he came in and tried to dictate and how he's going to be and he, you know, crushing guys, trying to break guys, this team is going to have to rebuild. Denver is going to have to rebuild because he's going to run a lot of guys out. Is Denver going to be patient enough to say, let this guy clean house with the way that he wants to do it? You just can't do that The men. And the way I know some coaches on that staff and I watch the way that Sean's pushing guys and not giving them the breaks, his guys are dead, and they're already hurt, and it's early in the season. Yeah, and if Denver falls out of it, maybe the Niners uh, call Denver about Pat Sertain, maybe, Sertan, maybe, uh, maybe DJ Jones. I mean, who knows? We'll see how that goes. But They're out um, of it. They're yeah, already out of it. They're, they're out of it. They're out of it, and they're down 28-7. Ravens are beating the Browns 21-3 uh, in Cleveland. That's a little bit of a surprise, but that's DTR today, by the way, and that's not Deshaun yeah, Watson. what's going on with Watson, man? What's, the, what's, the, what's your take on that? You know, we'll we'll get into that as we go because, you know, I I don't know. He's completing 55%. He's throwing the ball backwards. He doesn't look like the same guy to me. I look at his face. He looks like he's in a fog. We'll take a break here, but Titans up 24-3 on the Bengals. Rams crushing the Colts in Indy 23-6. 14-3, Saints uh, losing to the Bucks. They have no Derek Carr today, the Saints do. Commanders are up 17-13. Eagles coming back in the third quarter at home against the Commanders. Vikings and Panthers is a, is a 14-13 Vikings lead. Steelers losing to the Texans. Texans, I love D'Amico. And I D'Amico like the Texans. turning it around? Yeah, there. 16-3 uh, Texans on top of the Steelers. All right, we're here at the Santa Clara Hilton getting ready for the Niners and the Cardinals. We're going to introduce the former fullback. We're going fullback on fullback. Love Coming it. up next, Larry Centers joins the conversation on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.